0: Friends, our second lesson is from John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 15. These are Jesus' words as he speaks. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Now, Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I have known the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, in Christ we have the good shepherd, and so we pray that we would learn to hear his voice that any of the words spoken in this sermon would be only of Christ, that everything else would fall away and that our ears, our hearts, and our minds would be attuned to what the Lord God is speaking to us this day. Amen. I don't know if you are like me, but I have heard the axiom that in order to create good art, the artist must suffer. I have no idea if that's true, but in order to get to where I want to go in this sermon, I am going to suffer embarrassment. I'm going to tell you something that is so ridiculous and embarrassing that I'm worried that's all you'll remember about the sermon, but hang with me. I have two teenage daughters, and while I have long been active on social media, I joined TikTok, the video platform, mostly to make sure they were behaving. So far, so good. But of course, as with all social media, the more you are involved with it, there is an algorithm that tries to gauge what you might like to see, and somehow, some way, I started seeing videos of sheep being sheared. And it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It is the best stress reliever ever. And I'm glad my daughters are in the nursery today. what you see i have no experience with sheep at all and so what you see is that the um, shearer will bring them in and first of all i think it appeals to my perfectionism because you don't shear just like one strip of wool off they shear the sheep in such a way that the wool stays connected and when they're done there's like this huge pelt of wool It's like this perfect experience. One moment it's on the sheep, the next moment it's not. But the part that amazes me the most is really the the character of the sheep. The sheep just lie there. They aren't sedated, but they're completely limp. You want to turn the sheep on its back? The sheep will turn on its back you want to pull one of its legs up in the air, it will let you. It is the most restful thing (laughs) to see this sheep just give up and let the shearer take care of them because that's what shearing sheep is. Sheep, more than any other animal, I have learned thanks to TikTok, require more care than most livestock. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because they're not very bright, but they require a lot of care. They can become wool blind and bound in their own fleece, and unless you have a shepherd and a shearer caring for them, they will suffer. Sheep have to be corralled, they will go anywhere and they need constant care and attention. It makes sense then to me that this is one of the metaphors Jesus would use to describe who he is. I am the good shepherd. I am the one, Jesus says, who watches after my sheep always, without fail, who cares for my sheep Who tends to them, who is intimately involved in their lives, keeping them from danger. We have often heard that Jesus is the good father, and that is one other metaphor to describe who Jesus is. But this from John's gospel is one of the seven I am statements. It's a statement where Jesus says, I am. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. The I am sayings are not really about who Jesus is. They're sayings about what Jesus does. When Jesus says that he is the good shepherd, he is telling us that there is nowhere you can go from birth to old age that Jesus is not looking over and caring and loving and trying to speak to you. That's a good shepherd. Constantly reaching out, trying to get us to listen over and over again. That's what a shepherd does. But I think this metaphor works too because it does tell us who we are. And we are sheep. (laughs) We are prone to wonder. We are prone to not know what is good for ourselves or we are a people who think our will is the only one that matters, that we're going to power through life on our own will and strength. I think that's what appeals to me about these little sheep, because they don't have to worry about anything. They just lay there and let someone else care for them. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd because he wants us to know that even when we wonder, even when we can't take care of ourselves, even when things are good, still yet, he watches over each of us with love and care and guidance. The issue is that we have to be a people who learn how to listen to our shepherd. We have to be a people who remember that we are prone to wonder we get so many things wrong and so we are continually listening to the voice of our lord and savior speaking grace and hope into our life this past week i had a five-hour car trip each way and so i listened to a million podcasts and one of them i listened to is by a preaching professor at the university of toronto his name is paul scott wilson And I've read several of his books and he has such good advice for preachers, but that's not what I remember about him speaking. What I remember about Paul Scott Wilson is that he is the son, grandson, and great-great-grandson of ministers. And once when his grandmother was visiting from Northern Ireland, he asked her, how did my grandfather die? Paul had never met him. And she said to him, "Well, Paul, there was a Thursday, and it was a Thursday like every Thursday I'd ever had. Your grandpa was at home in his study working on his sermon, and I was making us lunch. And like every other Thursday, I was yelling up the stairs, "Lunch is ready. Time to eat." And we did that same thing every Thursday. And she said, you know, Paul, I walked up the stairs to the second floor and I looked down the hall and his study door was closed, just like every Thursday. So I walked down the hall and right as I put my hand on the doorknob and I put my other hand on the door to push it open, I heard a voice I had never heard before. And it said, my grace is sufficient unto thee. And I opened the door, and he had died holding his Bible. And then she said, Paul, the voice was right. God's grace was sufficient on that day, and it has been sufficient every day since because that's who God is. And I want you to remember, Paul, that God's grace is sufficient for you too. And she told him that every time she touches a door, she says those words, my grace is sufficient unto thee. And so I want to give you your charge, which normally comes at the end of the service. I want to give it to you now my charge is every time this week that you touch a door that you remember those words my grace is sufficient unto thee not because of who we are but because of who the good shepherd is thanks be to god and amen